Hour 2 of the Blitz starts now here on 1340 AM, 105.7 FM, live in the White Claw, Hard Seltzer Studios here on Fan Run Radio. You can take us on the go, the free Fan Run Radio app. It's available wherever you get your apps. If you want to watch along at home, that video feed, it's over on the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter. And uh, we're also live in the Fan Run Radio web browser. Winding down the, uh, winding down the show here, winding down the week. I just keep thinking, man, a week from now, I'll just be in Las Vegas. Yeah, man. Watching all the college basketball in the world. That's going to be time. I'm really ready for it. Would there have been any games during our show time? Are there any? Uh, they probably start at 12, I would assume, like the earliest one. So last year, yeah. I mean, last year I remember getting to watch them during the show, but that was during Talk Sports. Right. Um, More in the heart of the day. I mean, today the first day's game starts at 1230. Okay. And, like, tomorrow there's a game at noon. I think that maybe – uh Maybe we get like an eleven thirty tip in the big sky at some point. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. They're not all like perfectly scheduled right now either. Monday looks like maybe a lighter day. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday will also be our final show of the week next week. We're not doing one Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Um Tuesday, we got an 11.30 game. So the final 30 minutes of the show, we're, we're watching the Atlantic 10. The A-10, baby. First round game. It'll probably be like George Washington and Rhode Island. Does that not excite you? Um, not exactly. Not do anything for you? No, no. Does that really get you going? Way too much. <laughs> Way too much. Uh, there's also 11.30 Wednesday. Obviously, won't, we won't be here. And 11 a.m. Thursday. And uh, on Friday, they start at noon. What is that in Vegas? 11 a.m.? Uh, are they only two or three 10? hours behind? They're three. Are they three? Yeah, so, so that would like be... 8.30? 11 a.m. would be... Would be eight. Yeah, they said it starts at eleven thirty. Eleven. Eleven. Eight o'clock. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get up early. Yeah, that's an early morning. I'm already up by then, but usually I don't know. That's an early morning for gambling, and that's just like you got to make sure you hit the sports book quickly. Yeah, you got to have like bets placed by eight a.m. You know, it's not like a yeah be down in the lobby or whatever by eight. And 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 there's gonna be a line breakfast type thing. It's like. That's a six o'clock morning to start off. I went four and four on my picks yesterday. Okay, but down a unit. So we're down half a unit so far. No, I thought we were up half a unit yesterday. No, we were up three and a half. Okay, yeah, because you went what eight and two yesterday. Yeah, so I went one and one. 
the first night plus half a unit, eight and three the second night to get to nine and four plus three and a half units total, and then last night four and four to get to thirteen and eight total minus a unit to get to plus two and a half units total. Okay. And Looking now today, so far. twenty plus games. You feeling confident today? Today, I was getting some weird vibes today. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I had to stop halfway through, and I just got to reset after the show. Okay, because like some that. of the vibes just felt a little off. Um, got to hurry though, because we got a game today at uh, early twelve thirty. App State. South Alabama. South Alabama, sneaky team. Okay. Playing some good ball right now. Good ball. I actually placed a future on them to win the Sun Belt yesterday. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's get an opening drive started here in the not exactly beginning portions of the second hour, but close enough to it. First down. The Greek Freak, Giannis on Tentacumpo. Well, he's headed to Nashville. He is part of an ownership group uh, that has purchased a stake in Nashville SC, the MLS club in Nashville. So, welcome to Nashville. Welcome to uh, welcome to the show, buddy. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's part of an ownership group that also features uh, Preds winger Philip Forsberg. But those two have invested in Nashville SC. Things going well for Nashville SC. Uh, they've jumped right into the MLS, made the playoffs uh, every year. They've had great attendance. They're one of the only ML. I think they might be the only MLS team that has like their own soccer-specific stadium that is not multi-purpose. Uh, Geodis Park. It's beautiful. Fans be right. yeah. getting into it. Good Nashville, man. It's up. It's up. It's up. And uh, even Giannis can't stay away from yeah, us. Yeah, Giannis wants a piece of the pie. Can't blame him. And once Nashville gets that NBA expansion team, Giannis is straight here. Absolutely. Let's get it started now. <laughs> Was just a weird story to wake up to, though. Giannis. It is. Giannis in Nashville, SC. He must have heard about King Giro on a uh, on. Old 96 in Franklin on Highway 96. Back it to is, his roots. It is the best Greek food on the planet. Outside of Greece? No, it's better than in than, Greece than, too. In all of Greece, okay. yeah. Yeah. You would think, you know, where are you going to find the best Greek food on the planet? Probably in one of the Greek towns that I can't pronounce. No. Franklin, Tennessee. Nope. Okay. Free. You know what? I'll, I'll give away all the free advertising. Free milk. If you're in Middle Tennessee, if you're in Franklin, Tennessee, if you're driving through Franklin, Tennessee, if you're just even considering sniffing that area, on Highway 96 next to the Kroger and the Jimmy John's and the Big Lots, there's King Giro. Go get a mixed plate. Tell them Charlie sent you. It's the best on the planet. I want one right now. Anyway, got a little distracted there second down uh second down the nfl players association player survey came out yesterday they uh they have eight categories in this survey 
Treatment of families, nutrition, weight room conditions, strength coaches, training rooms, training staffs, locker rooms, and team travel. Um, the teams that rated in the top four, Minnesota Vikings, A's all across the board. The Miami Dolphins and the Las Vegas Raiders are some of the best places that you could play at, I guess. And places you might want to might want to hope you're not getting drafted to or stay away from in free agency. You got the Arizona Cardinals, the Chargers, and you know, this one really shocked me, Charlie. The Washington Commanders. I couldn't believe it. I really thought they treated their guys right. Wait a second. You're telling me the Washington Commanders don't have good facilities, travel, or player treatment? They ranked dead last for some reason. That's There's weird. Just, that's unbelievable. Right? Isn't that weird? But Dan Snyder, he's such a good guy. Such a rich, no, no, no. wealthy, Dan, giving man. Dan Snyder said that player health and safety is, is their top priority, and they continue to invest in their facilities, including a new practice field, new turf bubble. You and, know what I think this and is? And more space for meetings. What, what's the, You know what this is? is Amazon. Jeff Bezos trying to drive the price of the Washington Commanders franchise all the way down so he can buy it for cheap. Yep. That's what's happening here. I bet the Washington Post was involved in this silly little survey. There's no way the Commanders have anything but top-notch everything. No way. I I bet they were too. This whole thing's rigged. So I think we can just also go ahead and throw out the Titans F grade for travel. Yeah, so the Titans apparently uh, don't offer first-class seating to our players. Interesting. It's uh, Apparently we were like one of six teams in the league to not offer that, the first-class travel. First-class travel, that is kind of weird. Um, Maybe it's a team thing. They make rookies have a roommate. On road games as well. I think that's, that's like one culture. That's one of the only like three teams in the in the league that does that. Apparently. I'm okay with that. I don't really mind it either. Are they also making Todd Downing drive the team bus. <laughs> uh, hopefully not after the Packers game. That's just one of the only reasons I could think the travel <laughs> would be so low. So wait, you said it's making rookies share a room. Mm-hmm. And, then uh, and no first no class. first class travel, and they said that like lockers weren't very big, and the locker room's just not very nice, which it's really not. No, I've been in that thing; it's not too. It's also, I mean, it, it it's is pretty old. It's interesting that college facilities are so much nicer. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's got to be weird going from like Alabama or from Georgia Alabama to or something. Tennessee. Yeah, like, like to, from from the from the from. An SEC school to an NFL team is right. a dip. Teams that are investing so much money into just having a sick training room or, you know, dining hall or something like that. It is it is kind of weird. I thought those were interesting though. Those uh those team grades kind of you could see how how each team treats their players and everything. Good on the Vikings. A's all across the board. Great on the Vikings. But again, this whole thing doesn't count. Dan Snyder, he wouldn't do that. It's rigged. Uh, third down, the Nashville Predators fire sale has continued. Mm-hmm. Another Predator out the door. This one didn't hurt as bad. Some of them, they, some of them have been hurting. Uh, like 
Matias Ekholm, that hurt, man. That's been my favorite player for, for a long time. But uh, Michael Grandlin yesterday got shipped off to Pittsburgh. Uh, in return, the Predators get a 2023 second-round pick. So if you've been keeping up with the Predators, if you've been keeping up with the Blitz, it's been a... Uh, We've got a million picks now. It's been a, uh, just a complete shift this past week. Really, I think losing, you know, blowing a game against the Wild was like it was all it took for just finally say, hey, we're going to sell, but taking it back here, um, the Nashville Predators, it started on Saturday when they traded Nino Niederreiter to the Winnipeg Jets. A day later, GM of 26 years, the winningest GM in NHL history, David Poyle, uh, he announced that he was stepping down at the end of the season, and Barry Trotz, former Preds coach, the first ever Preds coach, would be the man to replace him. Hours later, the Preds traded Tanner Janot to the Tampa Bay Lightning for Cal Foote and five draft picks. Uh, and then the next day, yeah, Matthias Ekholm got shipped off. Uh, he had three years left on his deal. Got shipped off to the Oilers with as long as as well as a sixth round pick, uh, in a trade that saw the Preds get Tyson Berry prospect Reed Schaefer, 2023 first and a 2024 fourth round pick. It amounts now to the Predators. They're still eight, you know, just eight points out of the final wild card spot. They have a couple games in hand. Um, you know, I still think that there's a chance that they're like that scrappy young team that gets the final spot in the playoffs. It's just going to be tough because the West is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, you now have 13 picks in the 2023 NHL draft. That includes two first-rounders, two second-rounders, three third-rounders, three fourth-rounders, and two fifth-rounders. So for those of you keeping track at home, that is two, four, seven, ten, twelve picks in the first five rounds of the draft. That's followed by nine more picks in 2024 and eight more picks in 2025. Preds are... You know, they're doing this rebuild right. They're doing it quick, and they're going to have a lot of cap flexibility too. They can make some moves and, and try to remain pretty competitive quickly. I think you have seven picks in the top 95 of the draft next year. In Nashville, too. You're going to be drafting a lot in your own draft. Pretty good. Pretty nice. Uh, fourth down, staying on the ice. Bruins signed David Pasternak to an eight-year extension just about 30 minutes ago. Sixth Biggest contract in NHL history, eight years, $90 million, average of $11.25 million per year. David Pasternak has been leading the Red Hot Bruins this year. 42 goals, 38 assists, 80 points, second in the NHL in goals, fourth in points. Pasternak's been there for a while, man. He's been there nine years. Um... Boston drafted him in the first round. This is a Boston team that is absolutely on fire. 47, 8, and 5. There's like 20 games left in the season, and they haven't even hit double-digit losses in regulation yet. League-high 99 points. I think they're, I believe they're tracking with like the all-time points record in the season. I think they might be outpacing it by maybe two or four points. Uh, yesterday, the Bruins also traded for Tyler Bertuzzi from the Red Wings. Traded a 2024 first and a 2025 fourth. They're going for a cup run. 
The Rangers have made some big moves uh, at this trade deadline, getting Tarasenko, just getting Patrick Kane a couple days ago. So the Bruins aren't messing around. They're not going to let this historic season get derailed by the, uh, by the East. The NHL trade deadline saw what the NBA did and yeah. just said, "Here, hold my, hold my, pass it to the next person. We'll double it. Hold my ale or whatever, yeah. they, whatever they call them up there, Pilsner. I don't know. You're right though." Hold my yabbit blue. Uh, let me let me let me trade all my picks to get one guy for this stretch run. NHL giving off the weird vibe right now that there's like three, four, five teams that are just really aggressively chasing a championship. I just get the weird vibe that like someone's gonna sneak into one and it's not gonna be one of those teams that's done something overly aggressive. I think one of the top teams from the from the East is uh definitely losing early Bruins or the Rangers I I agree I hope it's not the Rangers just I one of my college roommates for like three years huge Rangers fans had to watch a lot of Rangers games I would feel bad for him he, he deserves some Rangers happiness but at the same time I want to see Boston New York New sports York. collapsing is always fun yeah that's true later in the I either want them to both lose in the first round or meet in the conference championship okay give me Two big Northeastern fan bases, incredibly angry or super hyped up to play each other. One of the two. But uh, good five. We'll come back on the other side. It is time to look at today's conference tournament slate. Well, well, you. A little hollow notes. Saw them in concert once. Really? I got free tickets. Actually, like, I wanted to see them. Like, I, I, I got the free tickets on purpose. I wasn't just, who's hollow notes? Oh, cool, I'll go. Like, I, I yeah. sought out free tickets, but I got to bring three of my friends who did not really know hollow notes all that well. They'd heard maybe, like, Rich Girl, you know, Private Eyes, something like that, but. Hadn't really heard a lot of them. So they... I had, like, baseball practice, and they partook in some recreational activities and listened to a bunch of uh, of Hollow Notes that they'd never heard before. And then we got in the car, went to the concert. And I don't know if the entire Hollow Notes concert was this way or just our specific section, but Hollow Notes fan base at this point in time was... Hot moms that smoked weed. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know how else to put it. There was just a cloud of, of just of weed smoke in At Bridgestone. And Bridgestone. Hmm. But also just so many moms everywhere. And I really What a demographic that, that concert might have been. Must have been. And they were all over us. <laughs> I mean they we, we like they we couldn't keep their hands off of us. Like it was, it was borderline like harassment, but it was, you know, it was what it was, you know, it is what it is. Like I was at one point too, I was filming, I'm like not a huge film songs at concerts guy. You know, I feel like you should enjoy it, but I film usually like favorite song verse and a chorus. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that for rich girl 
And she slapped my phone down out of my hand and said, you kids, enjoy this. You should be dancing, not recording. Dance with me. <laughs> so, like, Hall & Oates was doing the encore, and we were just dancing with these women. Having a good time. Also, Tears for Fears opened for them. Really? We had no idea. So we were so confused. And like I said, they'd part partook in some recreational activities too. So they were like that we were two songs into Tears for Fears and I was like I was just trying to figure I was like Tears for Fears like where did this come from? And one of them looked over at me and they're like what since when does Hall and Oates sound like this? Like after like two or three Tears for Fears songs like I this was not we didn't hear any of these Hall and Oates songs. You didn't realize that. These it was guys that. don't look like Hall and Oates and we're like yeah it's it's not. It's Tears for Fears. <laughs> That's good. But it was a good time. Good old Hall and Oates. Anyway, uh, conference tournaments continue to roll along today. What are you most looking forward to, Sam? I know that out of know, like all conference out of tournaments, today, just today, today, uh, I'm looking putting forward. you on the spot because I don't think you were looking forward to anything. No, I'm looking forward to something. Yeah. Yeah. Are we looking forward to the same thing? I think we might be. Is it at eight o'clock? Let me see what. Does time it involve it's at. penguins? Um, no, I don't think it does. What are you gonna say at eight o'clock? Penguins. Wait a second. All right. Well, you tell me what you were looking forward to. I'm thinking of of Antoine Davis breaking the all-time. Okay, then record. we are on the same page. Okay. Okay. Is is Youngstown State the Penguins? Yeah. That's an awesome mascot. I didn't think they were the penguins. Oh yeah. My brother I learned used something to, new every day. My brother used to love penguins. Then we up. are thinking. He always of had the like a Youngstown State shirt. We are thinking of the exact same thing. He's gonna do it tonight. Twenty plus conference tournament games today. Uh, the Missouri Valley Arch Madness that begins at one p.m. That's my favorite conference tournament of the early ones, um, uh, of the non major like six major conferences that's my favorite tournament of them all maybe just in general my favorite one i'm really looking forward to that one i think there's some really good teams too i mean belmont um indiana state i think are both really sneaky bradley and drake are excellent teams they've battled it out this year really really looking forward to arch madness uh the ovc rolls along today horizon rolls along today um Patriot League, the top seeds get playing today. A couple of other things to watch for. You know, Colgate gets started today. Um, you know, can they avoid any upsets and get into the NCAA tournament? They're going to be one of the more popular mid-major picks because of how well they shoot the three. Matt Langley consistently has them as one of the best, if not the best, three-point shooting teams in college basketball. Uh, so keep an eye on them today. Uh, just in general, Arch Madness should be a good time. Uh other top seed Navy kicks off on the other side of the Patriot League for uh, their, that quarterfinal. They're really the only threat to Colgate. Have some semifinals in the American Sun, so we're getting into the pretty like intense high-level basketball now. Lipscomb and Kennesaw State in one semifinal. Kennesaw State just four and a half point favorite. They were lucky to escape Queens in the opening in their opening game, and then Liberty. 
They're a double-digit favorite against Eastern Kentucky. It looks like those two are heading on a collision course towards each other, but a couple semifinals tonight, so by the time we go to bed tonight, we'll know what one of the championship games is going to look like. Um, other than that, West Coast Conference, the early portions of that tournament get started tonight. I really like the way they set up their tournament. So weird, but so, so they fun. Yeah, it's like a gradual build. So mm -hmm. there are going to be two games, and then the winner of these two games play two teams tomorrow that were on by. The winner of those two games play two teams the next day that were waiting for them on by. Winner of those two games play two more teams that were waiting for them that were sitting there on by. So, like, you can get a, a quad by in the West Coast Conference if you finish one or two like Gonzaga and, and St. Mary's did. And I think that's smart. I take it. I, I, saying I like it, I think I might take that back because it, it's less chaos, and I'm here for the chaos. But I think if you're a mid-major conference, and we've seen more conferences are starting to head towards formats like these, I think it's smart to do. I think it protects your best teams, and it's of your best, in, your own interest to get your best teams into the tournament if you're one of these conferences. Because you know, sure, it's it's a fun story if. Seventh seeded Troy runs the table and wins the Sun Belt, but you have a team in Marshall that has two 20 point scorers that can actually win a tournament game, mm -hmm. or Louisiana, or Southern Miss. Like, if you're the Sun Belt, you want one of those three teams in it. If you're the West Coast Conference, you know, you don't have to worry about it as much in a year like this with Gonzaga and St. Mary's already being tournament teams. But, like, in general, if you're a mid major conference, yeah, you should you probably want your tournament set up in a way that favors your best teams getting through. Um, but the West Coast Conference starts tonight. But, yeah, it's the one that you're looking forward to most. It's also the one that I am looking forward to most tonight. If you're available at 8 p.m., head over to ESPN+. Plus, Watch Detroit Mercy play Youngstown State. Like you said, Antoine Davis, one of the most prolific scorers in all of college basketball history. He averages 28.4 points a game. He's a 90.5 free throw shooter. He had 38 on Tuesday night to get past IPFW and keep their season alive. That 38 was massive because it leaves him now 26 points away from passing Pete Maravich for the all-time NCAA scoring record. Crazy. It's probably his last chance. Yeah. Detroit Mercy, a heavy underdog tonight. Youngstown State, the one seed in the horizon. Um, They're going to be at, giving it to him every time, though. Right? Well, like, that, There's I, no way he's not going to. I don't know. I mean, because you, you can't chase the record, though. You have to try to keep your season alive. These teams played twice this year, both in January. Uh, Youngstown State won by five on the road. Antoine Davis had 32 in that game. And then at home, Youngstown State won by 10. Antoine Davis only had 15. Mm. But in all likelihood, tonight, the final game of Antoine Davis's career. And either he scores 26 points and he becomes the all-time leading scorer in the history of college college basketball or his season comes to a, a tragic close and he falls just short could we so, get him a covid year no he's already had all the years oh, he's, he's already used it he's he's had all the years I, I think there may be even some people that are rooting against him 
calling it a Mickey Mouse scoring title. That's not fair. You look at his career overview. One, two, three, four. This is his fifth year playing. And for five years, he's played over 35 minutes a game. As a freshman, he played 37 and a half <laughs> minutes a game and averaged 26. Never averaged under 24 yeah. in his career. Averaged 26 as a freshman, 24 as a sophomore, 24 as a junior, 23.9 as a senior, and then this year as a super senior, averaging 28.4. Just one more game. He's shooting 42% from three this year, too. Crazy. I wonder if he'll ever get a chance to like tear up the G League. Oh, yeah, he will. I, I hope he does. I think he will. I don't know. How tall is he? He's only 6'1", six six one. One, one, 165. Like, that doesn't really feel like a guy that gets the chance. But um, that's what I'm most looking forward to tonight is Antoine Davis going for the scoring record. We'll catch a break. We'll play Factor Fiction on the other side. song's actually made its way to my playlist. <laughs> like, I know the words now. Do you, do you like, listen to any other Doja besides this song or not? Actually, I do now. Yeah? I, I've gotten to the point. I have... I have four Doja Cat songs on my play on my wow. phone. I don't, I don't know about that one. Four. This one's just, like, really catchy. I don't even know if it's good. It's just catchy. I keep that juicy juice. <laughs> I ate that lunch. What about that other one, though? Pretty catchy. Which one? The I Don't Bite with mm. Smino. Okay, yeah. That's not bad. I might bite. It's all right. No? Ice Spice? Ice Spice, I. Do you despise? I'm not in Ice Spice. Do you despise Ice Spice? I just not feeling high spice. I'm not. I'm not saying I despise them necessarily. Or do you like high spice? No. Me and you got a buddy that's really into high spice. Yeah, we do. Yeah. He sends me high spice videos daily. Yeah, he is a big, a big high spice guy. He's gotten really into the, just the the female rap scene lately. Mm-hmm. City girls. What are some of the other ones? Not familiar with I don't them. Know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't I barely even listen to to rap normally. You don't listen to much rap? Not really. I'm probably like sixty country, thirty rap, ten other. Actually, I don't know. Maybe like fifty five country. I'm the opposite. Twenty five rap and then like ten like Soft, like classic rock, like different rock, alternate rock. I don't know, actually. I, Southern rock. I listen to a lot of different music, but I, I do listen to a lot of I rap. I would say I'm like 60% country, 40%, or 30% other, 10% rap, slash hip hop ish. My main two are definitely by a, a landslide country and rap. Anyway, 1142, let's play a little fact or fiction. Sam. Over to you. Okay. Um, fact or fiction, Jalen Carter falls further than Laramie Tunsil did at 13th overall. Yeah, I've, I've seen this discussion floating around. 
Like I, I saw some. I, I had some people at work ask me last night, like, "Hey, Charlie, did you see Jalen Carter? Like, what do you think about like? You think it'll be like Laramie Tunsil? I don't see that being the case at all. Like, I just, I, I don't know exactly how too this far is away from the draft. Jalen Carter's think? stock. Well, hey, yeah, I mean, it's not the night of the draft, so like teams have less of a time to respond and gather mm-hmm. information. But, but B, I would say, I mean. I, sure, the public perception of, of marijuana has changed pretty positively in the, the what, six years, seven since years since happened. that happened. Probably, yeah. But, I mean, I still don't think the public perception of, mar- of marijuana was all that bad when the Laramie Tunsil video dropped. Like, it was more show, so a, a sign of immaturity than anything with Laramie Tunsil. But... Really, the dude was just smoking some weed out of a, a gas mask. Was it really all that bad looking back at it? No, especially not when you compare it to uh, an event where you were driving reckless and speeding, where you're so you know where your sobriety is under question, where two people tragically lost their lives. Like I just think those are entirely different situations, and you know Jalen Carter having to answer for it in a legal sense too appeared down in uh, in Athens yesterday, got booked, posted bail, and went back to the combine. But, you know, he's facing reckless endangerment, leaving the scene of a, a fatal accident, you know, whatever, whatever those other charges are. I, I mean, it's still – I guess we'll see how the, the NFL reacts to this. But I kind of feel like Jalen Carter dropping out of, like, the first round. Wow. Maybe. Then again, are the Oakland Raiders really going to pass on him? Or, sorry, Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't know if he's out of the first round. He might have just gone up their draft board. You think he skyrocketed up the Raiders Ra- draft Raiders, board? Raiders, Steelers, yeah. Skyrocketing up their draft board. He's the new Pouncey twin for the Steelers. The, you need an enforcer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's see. What are What are... Jalen Carter draft stock. Let's see if anyone has any firm opinions. Charles McDonald over at Yahoo was at the NFL Combine, asked around, uh, wrote an article about it, said he asked around to get some intel on Jalen Carter's draft stock. Here's what he heard. Okay, let me pull this article up. Um, this is telling me the news. Now he's saying primary focus should be on the loss of lives. Okay. Um, according to a source that works for a team in the top five of the draft, speaking on the condition of uh, anonymity, the way they're viewing it is firmly in the wait-and-see portion of the draft proceeding as teams are still trying to get all the information necessary. Another source said that the blunt truth of it all was that Jalen Carter might not fall at all if the two misdemeanors are the extent of what happens legally then he's one of those players that's special enough to survive something like this if this is the worst of the news is what that anonymous source told Yahoo Sports um, when Panthers GM Scott Fitterer was asked about the arrest warrant he said he didn't want to jump to any conclusions 
I feel like if he uh, probably doesn't fall out of that, like if he's not in that top probably six to eight range, I think he falls. Yeah, you know what hard. I. I think I was mistaken when I when I said that first I think rounds. he could even fall out of the first round. I, I guess really I was I was underestimating the sh- general shadiness of the NFL of their willingness to forgive uh, in the pursuit of winning. One of those had to have been the Raiders. One of those anonymous quotes had to have been Oakland. It's definitely the Raiders. Had to have been. Just, ah, uh, we don't think he drops at all. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if he gets past eight. <laughs> I mean, I think it does obviously. probably true. The Raiders just. Yeah. I mean, you heard, you heard Dion. He wants his, his defensive lineman hungry. He wants them to be dogs. Maybe that's just what they're looking for. Maybe. Back to you. Um, let's see. Fact or fiction? Tennessee will make it at least to the semifinal of the SEC tournament. I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. Um, I think it is maybe a little dependent on, you know, who you end up matching up with maybe in that second in that second round game. Um, I mean, right now you're looking at a case where you could be the three or the four and getting the semifinal, all that means is you won one game. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be simple as beat Vanderbilt or beat Missouri and you're into the semifinals, which – hasn't been as simple we found that out in one week span but um you know it could be that that could be the case or you could, could be drop. as much as the five or the six and have mm-hmm. to win multiple games to get there right could have to go through like alabama could have to go through a&m kentucky like we'll, we, we don't really know exactly what that's going to look like so i'm still going to say fact i'm still going to say fact i think i almost think uh you know it's a huge blow obviously but i think almost this this injury is you know, while it's taken away a, a big part of who this team's team is, like just identity-wise, I think this kind of puts some fresh air into this team, and we've got a maybe just a new maybe a new identity. I guess is is what I'm getting at, and I think that can be a positive thing. And I think you saw that team play well, and they banded together, and I think they're going to see that, and I think they're going to put it together pretty well. I would expect them to get to the semifinals. Um, yeah, I think that becomes a you know a lot harder if you do fall back and you and you end up having to play a you know a Alabama or a you know a Kentucky or A and M like you're saying. So I think that becomes a little bit more difficult. But I'm still going to stick with fact. I think this team is has kind of found something, and I think they're going to band together and and play for themselves and also play for Zakai and. I think that can uh, breathe some new life into this team. So I'm going to say fact. Sounds good. Love to hear it. All right. Um, I think we're out of time. Okay. It is 11.50. I just saw that. I'll hit you with one more. Fact or fiction. 
one of Jordan Spieth, Will Zalatoris, Tom Kim, Tony Finau, or Ricky Fowler wins this weekend at Bay Hill. Give me a fact. Give me a fact. Bring it on home, baby. Speeth is hot right now. Speeth, Speethy boy, hot man. He's sitting, at, he's sitting at T1 through 14, five under. Those are uh, – me and Sam have a a five-person golf group me where we talk about golf all the time. Those are all of our favorite golfers. Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth, you, Tom Kim, mm-hmm. our buddy Will Zalatoris, other buddy Ricky Fowler. I'm rooting for Ricky really hard. That group's seen a lot. Year. That group's seen a lot. Seen a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seen a lot. Between Will and all the majors he's blown already, Spieth and his rise to the best player in the world, to falling to nothingness, to rising back up to being good again. Mm-hmm. Tom Kim. Well, actually, he hasn't really seen all that much. He's just doing his thing. He's yeah, chilling. just a young buck. He got a new watch. He did. He got recently. a nice watch. Tony Finau, the king of second place. <laughs> Ricky, at one point, was like... The original king of second place. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky went from the original king of second place to, like... Is this guy going to play PGA Tour golf? Yeah, like, playing, like, <laughs> semi-amateur tournaments at, like, the local country club in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, to, like, try to get into the qualifying tournament, to get into the qualifier for, like, the Corn Ferry Tour. Like, now he's back to the, the PGA doing his thing. That's our group, baby. Send us a break, though. Best bet to wrap up the show on the other side. When did you quit watching Dave? Uh, maybe I watched the first season. It was so good. How many seasons are there? There's two right now. We're waiting on the third still. Hasn't happened yet. I think I maybe started that second season and just didn't really... The first episode was weird. The first two episodes were kind of strange. That's probably why And then it really came back together. But the first season was one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Like in terms of right. in terms of like not sixty minute dramas, but like cable television, like it was yeah. one of the best seasons I've ever seen. I mean, I laughed. I loved it. I, I think Dave's an excellent show, but that might explain our Doja disconnect because she was in season two briefly. Yeah, for an episode. That and probably is why. That really just intensified my love for her. Yeah, that... I went from like, oh, Doja Cat, yeah, like she's just another like pretty rapper with a couple catchy songs to like Queen Cat. Queen Salute. Cat. Gotta go watch that. New season. No season's coming soon. There's too much good TV. There's too much everything. I don't watch TV that much. I, I mean, I just I want to watch. That's the that's the problem of our our society, right? And I want to watch. There are like 20 articles a day I want to read. There are a bunch of movies I want to watch. A bunch of shows I want to watch. And there are like 35 basketball games I want to watch today. Can't do it all. And I just can't. Plus, got work. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it's, the, it's quite a conundrum. What a shame. Wish we could just add more hours in the day so I can consume more content. <laughs> anyway, best bet to wrap up the show. What you got? Um, It's not really not really out there on the on the sports books, I guess. But I'm going to take... An- <laughs> You're just making your own bet up here? <laughs> I'm going to make it up and take Antoine Davis, like, over 25. I want Antoine Davis to break the record. I guess, like... 
I'll take the over in the game. I'll take over 156 and a half because he's going to have to score points and then That to me is an uh, don't don't even look at the number auto over bet. Best offense, yeah. birth the best score in NCAA Great. history. Great. That's trying to chase the record. Yeah. Let's take Lock over 156 in. and a half. Lock it in. Don't actually know if it's going to get there. Don't care. Lock it in. Don't care. Yeah. Lock it in. Got a game coming up at 12:30. My bet in that one is South Alabama minus 4 and a half. My best bet tonight uh, I'm looking at Arizona. They start that L.A. swing. USC, it always makes me scared to bet against a desperate home bubble basketball team at this time of year. Um, but I think Arizona is not going to finish the season 0-2, and I don't think they're going to beat UCLA, which you know, Matt tells you, well, I guess that means they're beating USC. So give me Arizona minus two. That's my best bet for the day. And, uh, hey, good Thursday. We will wrap it up, wrap up the week tomorrow. Man, I'm loving this time of the year. Can't wait to talk about it all again tomorrow. But uh, for today, for Sam Beard, I'm Charlie Collier. Appreciate y'all listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. No talk sports. John Reed, unfortunately, is still sick. Send him your best wishes. Dealing with a a poor little sore throat, our our poor buddy. Uh, But back to local programming at 3 with a drive. Stay locked in to Fan Run Radio.